It is time to read between the lines, digging into the political news, the, the hidden jewels that matter, but often get missed. Let's join Tom Korski now. He is a managing editor of Blacklock's Reporting. Good to have you, Tom. Just quickly, before we dig into a couple of the big headlines, today the Prime Minister came out and promised, finally, that we get a fiscal uh, snapshot, not not an update, not a budget, a snapshot, um, which I think David Aiken kind of likened to, why don't we just call it a selfie? Um, again, it's not detailed. It's not committing to anything. It won't give us a really broad look at anything. And it sounds to me like he's trying to give us something without giving us anything. He's got to do something. There's a lot of water over the dam, Alex. There's a billions of dollars that have gone out the door. Unprecedented billions. It it's really has never happened before. It didn't happen in World War II, the, the, this level of spending in this period of time. So some sort of targets in July will be issued. Uh, but it, and as you point out, it's not really a budget. And it doesn't really tell you how much we owe. And it doesn't tell you really what tax revenues are. And and it doesn't tell you a lot, but but we have to have something because you don't know where you're going if you don't know where you're going. And the uh, deficit financing is starting to frighten a lot of people from MPs, opposition, public service unions, taxpayers, you name it. Well, the Bank of Canada, too. I mean, I mean, the word inflation is starting to creep into the language. And uh, God help us if inflation goes up. Uh, it means nothing if, you know, the interest rates are low. And, and what this does, I think, politically speaking, is it gives him an out to say, hey, we, we gave you something. And uh, when you've really given us nothing. It's so much money has been spent. It's 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 funny how we're now accustomed to billions. That used to be a big yeah. deal in this town. And and it's really nothing. And and you start to see seven, eight zeros on a page and, and, and people's eyes are, are just accustomed to that now. And you hear the federal debt, hands down, will be a trillion dollars this year, first time in 152 mm -hmm. years that we owe a trillion dollars to bondholders. And and it, it, it's just spectacular. It's it it's it's awesome. The the, the magnitude of the deficit spending inspires awe and terror. Yeah, I mean, there was a time when $16 orange juices was all it took to get you, uh, yeah. you know, in the bad books. And now a trillion just uh, everyone just kind of, you know, shrugs their shoulders at it. Um, does Catherine McKenna not think she's accountable to anyone? I, I keep getting these headlines. You know, she's the infrastructure minister, as you well know. And she told the MPs yesterday that she does not know what the bonus or severance pay was given to the former CEO of the Canada Infrastructure Bank. Uh, he abruptly resigned April 3rd. He still had three years on his contract. You know, between this and the infrastructure spending, like the billions that are missing there, does she not feel that she has to be held to account for anything? Well, the minister told MPs in committee that uh, she did not know, indeed, she did not know, uh, was not told uh, how much was paid to these former executives. Two executives abruptly resigned from the bank, including the CEO, who was a man named Lavely, who was up for $600,000 in salary and bonuses that, according to a schedule, worked out to about a million a year if he stuck around. And he abruptly left. He left nine weeks after MPs voted for an audit of all infrastructure spending could be a coincidence. McKenna said she didn't know. No one said, well, did you ask? You know, this is public money. These, this is taxpayers' money. This bank does not float bonds. They don't have bake sales. 
And there's a lot of concern about the money. These are staggering sums. We talked about other day, a moment ago. You become accustomed to these spectacular figures: 187 billion dollars in infrastructure spending, and the auditor, uh, the budget office analyst, just today said we still can't find addresses on thousands of those projects. You have a CEO who is up for million dollar bonuses. This is a public publicly paid executive of a crown corporation. But right. we don't know. That's nobody's business. How much was he actually paid? Did they give him a check on the way out the door? They don't know. Yeah. It, it's it's almost like it's if they were a private corporation, if this was a publicly traded bank, you would have more information. It's well, crazy. Pe- people would be going to, to jail. There'd be uh, at least criminal investigations going on. I mean, there was a time when Stephen Harper's government couldn't account for about $3 billion, and that was a massive story, but they recovered it, found it, and were able to say, hey, this is where it went. This story, and I, I'm sure the p- pandemic plays into it, it just kind of like, eh, well, whatever. You know, well, well, this is an accountability free zone, but no, there's no doubt if the Canada Infrastructure Bank was a publicly traded bank, they would have shareholders meetings. They'd have to call the fire department, Alex, but it's a crown bank. So it's nobody's business. That's where we stand. Naturally. Um, This one's a big one for consumers. It has to do with uh, millions of of Canadians that uh, basically lost their airfare when the pandemic started and the airlines were all shut down. And Mark Garneau was, again, appearing before the committee and and asked, you know, what are you going to do about this? And they said, yeah, we'll look into it. But in no way is he committed to at all making sure that people get their money back. He, he, He said, you know, the airlines have to stay in business. But at the end of the day, there are millions of Canadians out of work. They need money. They paid in good faith and they're being offered nothing from the airlines, certainly not protection. You know, Alex, for everyone who called their MP to complain, you want to know what impact that had? MPs have had so many hot calls on this that they went into committee and said, you're going to do something. We have to get something done. Now, the Department of Transport says, look at Pandemic, airlines, tough times, tough people, their revenues are down 95%, to which MP said, anyhow, that cash fare that I prepaid for a flight, that's not an interest-free loan to my least favorite airline. I want my money back. I don't want a coupon. I don't want a voucher with an expiry date. I want my money back. They pointed out United States Department of Transportation issued such a directive in the pandemic. The European Union has done that. Why is Canada never in the forefront of consumer Hmm. affairs? And indeed, cabinet years ago, eliminated a Minister of Consumer Affairs. It doesn't exist because consumer affairs don't really exist. Garno said they're, they're going to get on it. I have to say, Alex, I don't think he has a choice but to get on it. It's not going to happen quickly. But there's a lot of unhappiness with airlines. Well, especially since, you know, there were new rules put in place that were specifically to protect the consumer when it came to airlines. And uh, none of that seems to uh, come into play uh, when the going gets tough. So yeah, that story is, that's, that's, the, those are the ones that tend to get the headlines. So we'll see, you know, if he actually, um, you know, walks the talk, talks the walk or does anything about it. All right, Tom, good stuff. Good working. And we will uh, dig in with uh, new stuff, I guess, in the next couple of days. Always a pleasure to have you. Thank you, Alex.